Lost in Space was a mainstay of my childhood. I watched it over and over and over again as a kid. I even got to meet June Lockhart, and she was amazing, a wonderful person, and I had a wonderful conversation with her. The reboot is not so loving and tender and friendly as the original show was, but I loved the first season and was so excited when the second season came around. And I enjoyed it too, spoiler alert for the review, but it had a couple things that need to be addressed in it. It's a fine show, but it could be better. So let's talk about Lost in Space Season 2 on today's Project Shadow. Hello everyone, how are you doing today? My name's Charlie. You might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, especially if you're reading my latest book, Crucify My Love. And yeah, today we're going to be talking about Netflix's Lost in Space Season 2. Because, yeah, what else am I going to talk about? It's a sci-fi show that came out that I watched. You know I'm going to talk about it. Yeah. But before we get into all that, if you haven't already, please do take a moment to rate this podcast in whatever app you're listening to me on. It does help out a lot. It tells the algorithms to share the podcast with more people. The more people that listen, the bigger the community. The bigger the community, the better the chance we have of actually communicating with each other in real life. And that, after all, is why I do this podcast in the first place. Alrighty, let's get into it. So, Lost in Space Season 2. It picks up right after Season 1 and kind of rewinds a little bit and gives us some context as to what happened. It's a show about a boy and his robot and a crazy scientist, lady, person, who claims to be a therapist, person, who's not, and the family, the Robinsons. And most of what I enjoy about this show is, one, the sheer spectacle of it. This season was so beautiful that... It really needs to be remarked upon. There are moments that I won't talk about until we get into the spoiler section of the podcast, but there were moments in this show this season that honestly took my breath away. Beautiful, just beautiful moments. And the action and adventure parts of the show are also really, really good, and I enjoy them as well. Not to mention the conniving of Dr. Smith. And Dr. Smith is a very interesting component to the show. It's a difficult character to try to reimagine. And I think that they've done a fairly good reason for very, fairly good reason. They gave her a fairly good reason for being who she is and how she is. And that's one of the things that we learn more about this season is exactly who Dr. Smith is, was, and might be. Because she is the most fascinating of all types of characters, she's a character in flux. While she has a very rigid notion of who she is, not only her exposure to the Robinsons, but to this potential of having a new life now that she's left Earth, has opened her up to a lot of possibilities of how she may or may not want to change. And unfortunately, as always, 
our past does tend to catch up with us in unexpected and horrible ways. All in all, this season was enjoyable. The reason I'm not wholeheartedly in just going after it and telling you how wonderful it is, is a, a, a minor problem or critique that I have with the writers. While I do enjoy the action and the fast-paced nature of the storytelling and some of the problems that they get the Robinsons into that they then have to figure out how to get out of, the method in which they're doing it has become a bit predictable for me. And it's predictable to anybody who knows any basic storytelling. When your characters get into a situation, ask yourself what's the worst thing that could possibly happen to them, and then have that thing happen and follow their reactions. It's very obvious that this is the method used for storytelling in this series. And while the Robinson series of unfortunate events is entertaining to watch, it takes the surprise out. Like if they really wanted to give this show more punch, they would give them moments of rest. They would give them moments of, oh, okay, everything's fine. Everything's okay. We're good for a minute. Moments, not just of tension release, because the show does have those, but you know that immediately following them, something bad is going to happen. And sometimes that something bad can be fairly predictable in that, well, this good thing happened revolving around this particular thing, so that particular thing must somehow secretly be a problem. And while you may not be able to predict exactly what the problem is going to be, because the story beats are so regular onto when, the, when challenges are going to hit the family Robinson you start seeing it coming, and so they don't have the impact that you want them to have. Now, having said that, that doesn't make the show boring, and it doesn't make the show necessarily predictable, because while on many occasions you knew something, or at least I, knew something bad was about to happen, often what went wrong wasn't exactly what I had originally predicted would go wrong, but sometimes it was. And I would just like the show to break out of its predictability by, you know, letting them have a happy episode, <laughs> let them have a good time. Just put in, put in something that's not necessarily life-threatening all the time. Because if we start letting our guards down, then when those unexpected moments of misfortune happen, they will have so much more of an impact. They will hit us harder and we will feel them as the gut punch that many of the events in this season should have been, but kind of weren't because they get into that terrible state of writing where we're all about and then. And I, I'm hoping that the series can break out of that. That, that. that to me would be the one thing that the series needs to do better. Beyond that, it has done a much better job at characterization. While I didn't feel like the characters were flat in season one at all, by getting to spend more time with Penny, especially Penny, I feel like she got a lot of really good personalization and characterization this season, but also with Dr. Smith and getting to see Mom and Pop Robinson and some of their backstory and getting to understand them a bit better, it, it helped the show feel more real. 
Now, of course, the big spooky mystery box in the entire setting is the robot and where the robots came from. So while I want to say we learned more about the robot this season, in so many ways we didn't. Because we got to see that the robot is on a character arc, much like all of the other characters. He develops more English vocabulary, which is good. And his connection to Will is still strong. And we have learned more about the mystery of the robots and where they came from. At the same time, we, we know almost as exactly as much as we did before. So... It was kind of treading water as far as the robots are concerned. Now, the cliffhanger at the end of the season, I think, is beautiful, wonderful, and I love it. And I need a third season, so come on, Netflix, get on that. Let me know that we're going to get a third season, because I really did enjoy this one. And the way you ended it just begs for more. Of all the sci-fi shows that are on television right now, I think this show suffers from the fact that I, I got to watch it shortly after watching the uh, most recent season. Was it season four of The Expanse? Because The Expanse is just the gold star. It is television sci-fi at its best. And I don't know that we've ever had a sci-fi series quite as good and consistently good as The Expanse has been. And that, unfortunately, makes any other show in this even related or tangential genres, because the attempt for realism in The Expanse is far more than the attempts for realism in Lost in Space, though you can see that they're trying to stay consistent with science and stuff, but it's not necessarily a hard science fiction series, though it doesn't have to be. I'm not saying it has to be. But it... it, it does have a problem in that they are airing concurrently and so getting to see the expanse anything next to the expanse is going to pale by comparison and i just want to put that out there because it's not it's not as good as the expanse but then again my beloved star trek has not been as good as the expanse and this is the problem that picard's going to have later this month when it comes out that i'm inevitably going to be comparing it to the expanse in my head because it's a similar genre and the expanse is so good <laughs> that it's, it's going to be almost impossible not to compare it but unfair comparisons aside as far as sci-fi that's uh, out there it's good it's not filler it's not lazy it has a point of view it has a story that it wants to tell and it's telling it to the best of its ability, I just think it could do it a little bit better. And now it is time for us to enter the spoiler zone. If you have not watched the second season of Lost in Space on Netflix and you do not want to know anything about the events that happen, now is the time to Pause the podcast, go watch it, and then come back and see if you agree with me about what I have to say about it, because I will be talking about events in particular. Alrighty, you have been warned. Spoilers are incoming in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. I'm not going to start at the end as much as I want to. I'm 
going to back up and talk about some of the other things that happened this season. Like what for me is the tragedy of Dr. Smith. Because we get to see her backstory and oh, she did not have a good upbringing. But I'm not going to say that that justifies the kind of person that she's become. But we see in this season brilliantly, brilliantly that she still has a conscience. It may be weak. It may not have the strength that we want it to have or the strength that other characters in the show have, but she does still have a conscience. Her actions do weigh on her, especially the more, you know, despicable ones. And that is interesting. She has learned throughout her life that she is the only person that she can care about. If she doesn't trust others, then she doesn't have to worry about them disappointing her. Now, that's a fairly standard point of view to put a character like this in. So we get more about her mother and her sister and the problems that she had. We get to see more of her being a grifter back on Earth. But at the same time, we see her trying to be a good person. And I don't even think she realizes that that's the change that's happening in her. She has realized that, like it or not, whether they like it or not, or whether she likes it or not, she is a part of the Robinson family now. They are the only thing she has that's even remotely like a family. And when she reaches out for others, they don't connect with her. And even if it's connection through hostility or suspicion or any of the other emotions that we clearly see the other Robinsons having towards her, she sees that they're the only people that have even tried to make a connection with her. And she wants to find some way to mend that bridge, even when it feels impossible. And that hint that she is on a path possibly to some form of redemption is interesting, especially since it's not a clear-cut path for redemption. We see her relapse in this season and work against the Robinsons, and we see her kind of going through a mo- having a moment of self-sacrifice where she doesn't know if she's going to survive, but the kids need to live. And she lets the kids board the ship with the engine at the end. And that is a huge amount of growth for her character, especially from season one. Remember, season one, she kills someone and severely injures, and I think she thought she killed the other, another person to t- steal his identity so that she could steal a Jupiter so that she could escape the robot attack on the ship. And it was all about her. She was entirely selfish. So to see her actually capable of performing a selfless act the way that she does at the end of the season, it's powerful. It's moving. It's it's magical because you see that she's still operating within that realm of enlightened self-interest, but her regret over her own actions and her desire to find the one thing she's never had, and that's family, is overriding her other concerns. Because in her active 
pursuit of the destruction of the Robinsons that she does engage in in this season, when she feels that they have betrayed her, she sees that the Robinsons have a characteristic that she didn't believe existed in the world. They would do anything for each other. And that is their strength and their weakness. She uses it against them while she's hunting them down. But more than anything, she wants that experience herself. And that is probably going to be the closest thing to allowing her to have a redemption arc if she can pull it off. And we'll see. I'm really curious where this character is going, which is why I really need more of the series and it needs to have a third season. Will and the robot. I, I don't know what else to say about what happened other than what I said in my non-spoiler part of the review. We get to watch both of them growing, we get to watch both of them maturing, and we get to see that their relationship has shifted. And that's a good thing. One of the things that kind of bothered me in the first season is, while Will thought of them as friends, their relationship was very master-servant in season one. In season two, they have to, well, Will especially, has to come to terms with the idea that he has to interact with the robot as an equal. And that is challenging for him to do because in a lot of ways, he conceptualized as of the robot as a pet less than as an, a fully-fledged person, which is the irony that gets exploited in this season where he argues quite strongly that the robot has emotions, has feelings, but he also walked him off of a cliff to what he thought was going to be his own certain death in the first season. That's not something that you do to a friend. So watching their relationship grow, develop, I want to see more about the connection that they have with each other because I think that's a fascinating element that they've put into the story that hasn't been explored enough. And I, I want I definitely want more of that. Much more of that. I don't know what to say about Penny other than I like that she is not defined by her interest in boys. I was so afraid that they were going to kind of make her um, tomboy Sansa for the series, because... I kind of felt that way a little bit in the first season. I like that she still has interest in VJ, but it's not so much whether or not they're going to have a relationship as she's trying to learn how to have relationships with people outside of her own family and learning to trust them. And I, I really liked watching her character growth and seeing how the relationship that she has with her family is strained because she's not Judy and she's not Will. And that bothers her. The second most powerful moment, I think, in the entire season actually belonged to Judy when she and her mother were stranded on the water planet. And she asks her mother if she even read her book. And Moira lies to her. And you can just see how this defeats her. She's not smart like Will. She's not as motivated and focused as Judy. But to see her mother kind of discount the one thing that she does enjoy and that she is good at and not 
try to have a connection with her, even though, as we learned throughout the season, she pretended to like horses because her mom likes horses. And she doesn't. But this was at least something she could manufacture to have some kind of a relationship with her mom. It was poignant and powerful, and I loved it. And of course, we can't leave this review without talking about that kicker at the end, where they don't come out of the rift at Alpha Centauri, because of course they weren't going to come out at Alpha Centauri. This is lost in space, not, oh wow, we made it home. Um, And of course, we would know that we weren't getting another season, probably, if they did go to Alpha Centauri. But not only did they not go to Alpha Centauri, but oh my goodness, what's this? They find the ship that Judy's father disappeared in, and all hands were presumed lost. Now, that's going to be a very interesting thing next season, especially if her father, her birth father, is still alive, and seeing how he either does or does not reintegrate into the Robinson family. This is going to be an interesting conflict for Judy to go through, as well as for Moira and everyone else. Because now, Judy might have two daddies. And how is that going to affect the story? That was a wonderful way to end it. And, oh, I have so many ideas that I hope they play with. And, of course, the big question of how are they going to get the Robinsons and everybody else back together? So, yeah, Lost in Space Season 2, I really enjoyed it. It was a good show. Unfortunately, like I said, it's running concurrently with The Expanse, which... This is a great show, and that makes it pale in comparison. But outside of that comparison, it's still a really good show and definitely worth a watch if you haven't, and you listen to all this anyway. I hope you enjoyed this show. If you did and you haven't already, please don't forget to rate it in whatever app you're listening to me on. And while you're at it, if you haven't already, you know, maybe subscribe. I do this five times a week on different topics. If there's a topic that you would like to hear me talk about, a question, comment, or topic you'd like to be on the show, in the show notes you'll find a link to the voice message system. Keep it short, keep it clean so I can use it on the show. I would love to hear from you. You can also hit me up on social media. I am C.E. Dorset on both Twitter and Instagram, and you can find links to everything that I do over at projectshadow.com. If you have a dollar that you could pass my way, in the show notes you'll find a link both to the listener support and my Patreon. It really does help out a lot, and thank you to everyone who's already done that. If you don't have any money right now or you don't feel like giving, don't worry. But if you know somebody you think would like this show or anything that I do, please do share it with them. That helps out more than you will ever know. So, yeah, Lost in Space was good. wonder what's going to happen next season. Please Netflix, confirm a next season. So until next time, don't forget, have the fun. Bye.